Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Welcome to another Hallist of our Book Club. I'm delighted to be joined by Becky Holmes, internet sensation, who has written a fabulous book called Keanu Reeves is Not in Love with You. Well, that's for me to reveal whether he is or not. You don't know that. Uh, hello, Becky. <laughs> Lovely to see you. How are you doing? I'm all right. I love being referred to as an internet sensation. You are, Fantastic. You, you are. You're all over the poke. Every time I look at the poke, it comes up on my Facebook. It's you doing another. Yeah. another Do you know, hilarious... I think they've got very little content because <laughs> <laughs> they seem to repeat my stuff over and over again. <laughs> I think you're I mean, you know, let's not get into what lives they lead where they just look for funny things on the internet and then and then list them. But thank you very much, the Pope, for doing that. I do enjoy reading them and it's nice to uh, to find stuff. So, you know, I had seen a lot of your, your stuff uh, over the years and l- l- lots of things have made me uh, laugh. But let's find out a little bit about you. What were you doing before you became an internet sensation? What was... What, what, <laughs> um, what I was, was sort of being a, an analogue, a, a non-internet sensation in my right. own flat. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I, I wasn't doing very much. My background is is sort of corporate. So I was in, um, I used to run press offices and right. for financial services. So, God, really different, really, <laughs> really different. Um, although having said that, the fraud world is also full of men in their 50s in pinstripe suits. So <laughs> the audience is very similar. Um, but I got poorly and I had to give my job up. Right. So I was kind of living this, I don't know, I guess like a half life, just sort of existing at home and going from one medical appointment to the next. And when I started doing this during lockdown, it was to relieve my own boredom. And it's become this thing that I now live. This is my life, just (laughs) dicking about on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, well, welcome, welcome to my world. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's some. There are some similar. I mean, it's not. It's it's very different. This book is is amazing, and it's not what you think it's going to be as well, which is what I like about. We'll talk about that uh, later. But you know, I did a similar thing 
Um, I mean, I do, I'll use Twitter a lot and I will still call it Twitter as well, whatever happens. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I think it's dying and it's, it will be will be gone soon anyway. But um, Please but, yeah, don't my, say that because I, the, the book sales I get are going to get through <laughs> Twitter. So can we just pretend that's not happening? Well, you know, I think I feel that, that, that it's already I, I realise how much business I got through Twitter. And I think it's definitely decreasing Ooh. just in terms of clicks and, you know, and raising funds and stuff like that for, for, for work and for charity. It's kind of quite sad. Anyway, apart from that, uh, I did, you know, I did my thing on International Women's Day, which I would do every year. Where I'd tell men on Twitter, they'd say, when's International Men's Day? And I would tell them for about 10 years. And then I wrote a book about it as well. And it's, it, it's sort of slightly reminiscent of that. So tell, if people don't know what you do, how did it start? How, what was the first thing you did, if you can remember? And, and, and what is it, do you, would you say, that you do do on Twitter? Okay, so I waste people's time um, on on Twitter, but not nice people. I don't just go on and find somebody lovely and just waste their time. So I, as a lot of women do, and men, get approached by fraudsters on Twitter and Instagram, in fact, and Facebook and basically anywhere where somebody can approach you. Um, And they are using somebody else's profile, normally somebody who is disgustingly attractive, who, let's face it, are not going to be interested in me, which is how I knew that they were they were <laughs> fake to start with. Um, and I try and say the most ridiculous things I can to get them to notice. And because these guys, often English isn't their first language and they're working kind of from a script to ultimately get money for you, they just don't notice. Yeah. Um, and I go as far as I possibly can until I either get blocked um, or I've had some death threats. Yes. Um, so, yeah, basically I do that. I, I try and get people to block me. Yeah. And did you re- <laughs> did you realise as soon as you did it, this was going to be a thing? Or did you just were you just sort of killing time and thought, oh, this will be fun to see what happens? And then, so, you know, because it, they are extraordinary. Each one is extraordinary. Because it it plays on that, you know, and and that's how the sort of book starts. I have to say, and that's what what I love about this book is it starts as one thing, uh, and you think, great, I'm happy with this. This is going to be a fun book where a lady uh, takes the piss out of loads of horrible men until they until they finally get freaked out. Uh, I could read a whole, I could read a whole book of that, and they, but it is the, the the book that, and it's a shame to sort of talk about it because it, I don't want to spoil other people's reading experience of it. But it, you know, you look, it goes on to look at the much more serious side of this subject and and investigate what what's going on. But at what point did you at what point did you realize just as a Twitter game? and a bit of fun that people were going to follow. What Was it straight away or did it take a little while? Do you remember? No, it took a while because to start with, I was just deleting these guys and sort of yeah. blocking them. Um, and then I started to, to do this thing that I do because I was bored. And I asked this man called Raymond to put a various uh, fruit and vegetables at my bottom <laughs> to see what he would say. And he didn't really understand. So then I started sending emojis of various fruits and vegetables. Um, and he still didn't understand and ultimately blocked me. And I thought, hello, <laughs> this is good fun. So I posted it on Twitter. And I think at this point, I, I probably only had about 300 followers. It was just a bog standard Twitter account. And suddenly people were really engaged with it and retweeting it. And then I did one, which is currently my pinned tweet about a pilot. Yes. Um, and you'll know this if you've if you've read the book where <laughs> this guy said that he was a pilot and he was flying to Stockholm. And I said, oh, great, I'll come and meet you. And it got more and more extreme. And I would booked a hotel and then I would booked a wedding venue. Um, and eventually he blocked me. And suddenly it just blew up and people were retweeting and and it was crazy and then I got an agent and then there was the book and it just <laughs> was absolutely insane yeah. but I thought when I when people first started talking about doing a book I thought it was going to be one of those ones like you said where you just flick through and it's just a load of speech bubbles about my yeah. tweets. That's what I was expecting, like a book that I could read on the loo. You know, like one conversation is the ideal length for a poo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. And then my agent said, no, hang on a minute. There's absolutely loads of content here if you start looking into it. Yeah. And by this point, lots of genuine victims of romance fraud had got in touch with me and said, this is what happened to me. 
And I thought, my God, this is an, a massive thing. And the more I looked into it, the, just, again, I don't want to spoil it for people, but there's there's human trafficking, there's voodoo, that there's, the subject is immense. And I, I could have written about nine books on it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really, really impressive for that. And I think that sort of, that switch of gears, it's still funny all the way through. And you're, you know, you're, you're making jokes and you are, you know, but it does become a different thing. And you do. And I think, again, like with the International Men, Women's Day, Men's Day thing I did, I think when I wrote the book about it, but also I, the more I thought about it, the more I realised there was something a bit more serious going on underneath. So, like, it's very funny to take the piss out of scammers and it feels like, yeah, well done, you've got one back uh, back on these scammers for being, uh, I- you know, idiots and horrible people. Uh, but equally, you know, why why are they doing it? Why, why do people, why are people susceptible to it? Because to most people, I mean, I really thought about this and, I, you know, I was reading it to me and thinking, yeah, but, you know, like, who, I, I was doing the thing that you, you know, say is awful and thinking, yeah, but, you know, why would anyone send money to someone yeah. that they've never met? But, but A, you think about this before the internet and you talk about, you talk very openly about, a, a, you know, a romantic attachment that was was horrible and you would oh, you would face it in real life that you were you had a terrible time with. And I thought about that and I thought, yeah, well, I've been out with people who, you know, you fall in love with someone and just because you've met them doesn't mean they're not going to scam you or be something that they say they're not. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, ha- you know, I think of myself as an intelligent person and I've been, you know, I've been scammed in real life. I, I got scammed by a bogus landlord who took like a big deposit off me and my then girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and you know, you and it's exactly what happens in, in the book. I mean, I was a bit I was really suspicious of it, but I but he had so much stuff backing him up. You felt like it has to be real. And then you've invested so much in it. Yes, that you, yeah. that you, that you, and it's, you know, you do, it's sort of like life. It's like any belief system. People invest so much that they can't get out, out of it if it turns out to be a con, which most belief systems will turn out to be. And, you know, even by the time I went to the house, I, I knew by then, because I'd run the, run the utility places and realised they weren't expecting anyone to move in. Everyone else turned up who'd equally been conned by this guy and were expecting to be moving. You know, he got us all to arrive at the same time. It was just horrible. Um, wow. But, but you know, yeah, I I fell for this thing partly because I thought, well, I am clever and I would see through this and how can he have an office? You know, I can just go to his office and say, where, where, you know, why did you not give me my flat? Uh, but it was all, you know, carefully worked out. He did get caught. Yeah. And interestingly, um, God, I shouldn't say this, but I can't remember whether I covered it in the book. <laughs> but I wrote a piece for The Guardian last week. Yeah. And one of the things that I said in there was that people who believe that they're above this kind of thing often end up becoming a victim because they they sort of think oh well I'm too clever for that yeah and as a result they're not looking out for it they don't believe they're the right target market and what makes it worse is that because of that they then think oh god well I'm not going to report it because I'm one of those stupid people that that I had a go at before so it's a really interesting thing it is interesting, and you know, and there's a story there about a detective, female detective, who yeah. has a, a, you know, who I mean, the 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 balls on the guy to think I'm going out with a detective and I'm going to try and con her, and he did meet up with her, so it was a bit, it was a bit different. Um, but you know, that that was that she was still able to fall for that despite despite everything else. I mean, it's because people are, you know, the, the people who if you cast your net wide enough, as as the internet shows. There'll be yes, people there exactly. who, are, who are vulnerable, have something in their life going on that means they want to latch on to someone else or just lonely, which a lot of people on the Internet will be. And uh, and therefore, you only need to catch one in a thousand or whatever. This to- is it. So the fraudsters, when you actually see um, footage of them, so they sit on, on, let's say, dating sites and they will like every single female profile. So they're not just scamming one person at a time, that they're, they're like you say, they're casting their net as wide as they possibly can because they think, oh, somebody's going to bite. And as soon as they do, that's it. They latch on. And yeah. if somebody's on a dating site and they are um, looking for love, then that is a slight vulnerability, I guess, in that yeah. you know, everything else in your life might be amazing. The women I've spoken to, they have been articulate, intelligent, attractive. They've had good social lives. They are not the stereotype of no. you know this kind of lonely middle-aged woman sitting and crying into her chocolate you know that that's that's not 
always how it is. No, but it's. I think it's sort of interesting that because I was thinking about this the other the other day. You know, I've been married for with my wife for sixteen years, and I was just thinking how awful it would have to be to go back to dating again. <laughs> and so I'm you know I'm glad that I'm not dating. But if you've been in a you know been in a relationship for twenty years and your husband leaves you or your husband dies. You don't, and then you come into this new world and the dating. Even since I've, you know, in the sixteen years I've been with my wife, there was no, there was a little bit of internet dating at the sixteen years ago, but not much. And so, that's like, probably the, friends reunited, wasn't it? Yeah, right, it was. <laughs> yeah. It really was. And uh, and so, you know, the the landscape's completely changed. So you wouldn't, you know, you'd be befuddled by it, and you'd, you know, and you might feel, I would feel, oh God, well, I'm, you know, I'm nearly sixty now, no one's going to be interested in me. So you would latch on to. You do say in the book, you, you know, you are concentrating on on mainly females being scammed, but it obviously does happen to guys as well. As, as yeah, as, it's it's as, fifty fifty yeah, statistically. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, uh, but I actually, during the process of this, um, I was told how many scammers were on Tinder. Yeah. So um, I went on and I met my now fiance. Right. <laughs> so it, it through the process of looking for internet fraudsters, I I found well. I hope he's not a fraud. So that would be a whole other book. Have you, have you met him yet? Have you actually met him in person? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. It's probably fine. Has he asked for money? I just need some money yeah, to buy it's you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is. But that's most people. I mean, most people will be the same as you. And most people will be honest to some degree. You know, like it. But it's all. It's so interesting, I think, this book because it makes you think about all sorts of things. It makes you think about balance and relationships, and like often. If there's even an imbalance in a relationship, one person holds the cards and the other person doesn't, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a working relationship, that can be unhealthy. Yeah. Uh, and but, but equally, a completely equal relationship can be wrong for some people as well. So some people want to be uh, have someone to do everything for them and, and are happy to do that. And some people are happy to be the person who's not in control of the relationship uh, yeah. you know and obviously sexually people like all sorts of different things so it's you know it's it's it is such a complex thing and and yeah I mean there's there's you know I've been I've been in relationships where you think yeah well I should not have been with that person and that person they weren't scamming me uh it's a bit like the one you talk about you're not you don't feel you're being scammed but you know I would you'd spend money on people yeah and they, and they take they, the piss and they, yeah. were, and, they were, and, <laughs> and they weren't who saying who they were and you know and yeah and I used to lend money to people and I remember I was with one girlfriend and I told about all the people I'd lent money to and how none of them had ever repaid me uh and we would sort of broken up by this stage and she said oh look I you know that's I know this is a weird thing to ask after you just told me that but I really need I'd really need a thousand pounds right now, and I oh, will, God. and I will pay you back straight away. And <laughs> did you? And I paid. I gave it to her. And she never paid me back. What the the, <gasps> the the worst the worst one I had where I lent someone this. The, the, I had a kind of nightmare relationship, which was a lot of fun though. And we were both we were both crazy, and it was twenty years ago. Uh, and I and I lent. She had credit card problems, and I and I lent her like about four grand, uh, and then we broke up. And you know, she had no money, and it never came back. I imagine she went to some, I've not seen her since. I imagine she went to something like Alcohol Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or something. Because ah. because seven or eight years later, she got in touch and said, I'm go- I want to pay you back that money. And, like, you know, so she, oh, actually, really? she actually did pay me back the money. So that was that was kind of extraordinary. But nobody else has. Uh, and this, yeah, I mean, and- to be honest, the relationship <laughs> that I talk about in the book, I've got no chance of getting that money back. No, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so you, uh, you know, but you would, but equally you will, you know, be kind, you know, obviously you're in a relationship, you'll be kind to someone and say, yeah, you need some money, I've got some money, I'll I'll buy this or whatever. You're not necessarily expecting the money back, uh, but you, you might lend money to someone you're in love with. So it's not, yeah. it's not like a, an unheard of proposition. So, yeah, it's, I think it's so interesting. And I think, you know, I think that re- it did really make me think, because because the stories you tell and the and the approaches these guys come at you with, I mean the the, the celebrity ones especially that are, that are so so hilarious are so ludicrous and it, it feels so um, impossible that anyone would believe. Keanu Reeves or or Mick or Mick Jagger, the one you've done recently. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, lovely, yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Mick Jagger would get in touch and saying, "I'm a bit short of money. Can you can you send wire me some money across?" And that anyone would fall for that. But you know, we're we're all susceptible, and we're all you know stupid in our own ways, and we'll make our own mistakes. And it isn't, you know, as you point out, it isn't, you know, it, it isn't the victim's fault, uh, and and because. Yeah. Because it, but but because being being scammed 
I know, and I, I, I felt humiliated, especially by that landlord, because I'd suspected so much and still gone with it. I felt absolutely humiliated. I cry, you know, I was crying down the phone to my friend when I found out about it. Um, and, you know, you feel so stupid. And it's exactly that. You don't want to then, unless you're a comedian or someone on, <laughs> who's going to write a book about it, you don't, you don't want to reveal your worst stupidities to the world. So, it, you know, it is, it's a great book for, for that reason. But I think also just the, looking into the the seriousness of it all and... You don't have much sympathy for the scammer. So a lot of these scammers um, are, you know, African. So that's the stereotype, but it's a lot of them of Nigeria. And that is, you know, there's a stereotype, but there's a truth to it. You talk about them uh, saying they're doing it to get back at the white man man for oppression. Yeah, some of what they've said. Yeah. It's a horrible stereotype. So as you'll know, I went into this thinking, right, I'm going to dispel this myth. I'm not going to talk about Nigerians and Ghanaians. And then oh, when I did my research, oh, God, oh, no, I've got to face the truth. But yeah, when I've seen, so people have sent me responses from some of these guys and they've said, you know, they've come out with the most awful stuff and said, well, look, uh, white people took money from us for centuries and this is the way that we get it back but obviously the way they phrased it is very very different it's very aggressive and I yeah. frankly I can't bring myself to say it but it's absolutely vile and it's this kind of uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it it made me feel really grubby yeah really really grubby as if you know, ripping off somebody from their life savings is in any way some sort of payback for centuries of colonialism. I, I, I don't know. It just it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And frankly, it's an excuse. It is an it's excuse. It's a dreadful, dreadful excuse. But you can see why they would be able to process it. In that, I mean, I, I think that's just that's interesting because I, you know, I think I agree with you. <laughs> But you can see why they would be able to think that, and you, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a little bit more sympathy with them on that point of view than I think than I think you do, because you sort of think, well, they, you know, they're 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 not choosing the right targets, but people like this never never do. But it, and, and yes, they are, you know, spending the money on uh, on themselves. So yeah, it's, I think that's largely. the thing, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. it's they sort of talk about that this is payback. But then their payback is that they take money from an individual who can't afford it and then they spend yeah. it on trainers. Yeah. You know, I, 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 like you, I understand where that comes from because they will have been taught that. Um, you know, it's not something that they've just come up with. That that will have been passed down as, you know, that the, the white man is evil and needs to be um, taken revenge against, if you like. I yeah. get that. But I don't get taking from somebody who can't afford it and spending money on making your car low down and make that awful noise that they make. <laughs> That's what I don't get. But they That's... are. They don't. I mean, you've actually contacted some scammers and had conversations with them and, you know, and tried mm. to work out what they're doing. And I get, you know, they won't. I mean, like, the, you know, the book is so full of so many things you won't have thought of that some people are being forced into scamming themselves anyway, you know, like in the human trafficking, trafficking sense. There's all oh, sorts, in Southeast Asia, there's, yeah. There's all sorts of things going on there, but they won't, you know, they. if you're doing a crime like this, it fe- I guess it feels, to you, it feels victimless, or they assume that these, you know, that these people have huge amounts of money. Obviously, you pr- pr- present the, I mean, it'd be great to be able to sit, have them see this book, because, you, you know, you really present the emotional and... Um, you know, financial and uh, everything, you know, the, the fallout from it all is absolutely terrible for for a lot of these people, you know, and it can destroy lives and can destroy relationships. Mm. And, you know, and, and I, I'm sure, you know, as you say, I, I, a lot of this stuff probably isn't even reported just because people feel sort of so ashamed of having been dumped, of having been conned and, and given away all their, you know, their savings. They do. And also, you know, the reporting process that we have in this country is is so poor yeah. um, that, you know, it's a lot of people feel understandably that it's just not worth doing. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, no, it's, it's, well, look, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want people to discover this for themselves. But I found it, I really, you know, I think that, that, my expectations of the book were so sort of confounded and I, I liked the book that it started being and then I really loved the book that it turned into as well. So it, it will really make you think about uh, all of these things and, you know, hopefully help people who have been scammed, hopefully help people not be scammed. But, I, you know, I think it will. I can't see it stopping. Right. Even however much ed- oh, you educate, no. however much you educate people, this is just a human frailty that will be exploitable to some degree for as long as we're here because humans will always want to love and we'll always want to be in love and to be loved so it's kind of the it's the easiest thing in the world really because you can't protect against the heart no you know oh god that sounded really mushy but but (laughs) it's it's true true, you know we we all want to be loved you know otherwise there wouldn't be so many online dating things and um yeah it's just Somebody said to me that first they burgle your wallet and then they burgle your heart. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. So unlike any other type of fraud, it's a double loss because you're losing money. But then on top of that, you're losing a future that you thought you had. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's worse, I believe. Yeah. You know, it's a a really, really horrible crime. And, you know, there's so many. I think the extraordinary... There's a couple of stories in there about people, the scammers revealing that they're a scammer halfway through, and the person still sending the money, and, and the scammer saying, "But I have actually fallen. I've, I am a scammer, but I've actually fallen enough with you." And then yeah. still get because you know, and, and I, it's uh, the world at the moment. People double down, I guess, you know, on good things and on bad things, and that seems to be the internet that you know you rather than get out of it rather than and I, I don't again I really understand it because I understand how it's difficult once you've invested anything in whether it's emotional money or whatever it's very difficult to not think but I've got all you know if you're if you're gambling like if you <laughs> I like I play poker I know you used to have an issue with gambling but if you're gambling um you know you are you're still thinking well I've got to chase that money that Exactly. And and, And as you know, I I talk about that, the fact that, you know, I used to gamble far too much on the internet and you think, oh, okay, I know that I've really fucked this up, but I'm just going to stick another 50 quid in because that might be the difference. And then, of course, that goes and then you might stick 50 quid in and win 200, but you've already lost a grand. So you think, (laughs) oh, I'll just put the rest in. And it is the same because... The second that you stop putting money in and you have to think about what you've lost, that's when you have to start dealing with it. And that's the most awful thing, whether it's a relationship breakup, whether it's fraud, whether it's gambling, whatever it is, when you have to face, and I refer to it as that moment, oh, it's hideous. Yeah. And a lot of us will do anything we can to to 
to put off that moment. Yeah, and it's all through life. I think, though, in poker, you really see it. In poker, someone will invest in so much and then someone goes all in and they call, even though they've definitely not won. But, they, you know, there's no way they could have won. And they're yeah. still, they've got a terrible hand if they call. And you go, why did you, you know, you must have known you were losing at that point, but you just, there's something in your brain. And again, I think especially online, I think that, the, you know, you might spot things more in real life, but not with a, a, a good scammer. Uh, and, a, and a charming scammer, but I think online it not, it doesn't feel real. I found with gambling online, which I I had a, a not a huge problem with, but a little problem with, is it doesn't it none of it feels real. Oh. And it doesn't feel like real money. If you were putting across real money, I think you would think about it. Uh, oh, do you know? I say this to people all the time. So I will happily go to a casino now, even yeah. though I had a gambling addiction. I'll go into a physical casino because let's say I think right, I've got a hundred quid. Once that goes. That's it. I'm done because it's handing over money. But online, I should spend thousands because it just comes out your bank account and it's not a real thing until you then go on and check your bank account and you think, oh, fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same with sending money to a fraudster. It's it's not really, doesn't really feel like money because you're just kind of pressing a button. You're just sending something through PayPal or, you know, you're just buying a gift card, just a small amount. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel real until you add it all up. And a lot of things, you know, I mean, gambling is borderline fraud anyways. I mean, it's a, it's a fraud that we all enter into, but someone, the people who are running the gambling sites are definitely going to make money and, and you're almost certain to lose money. And so it might be legal and it, you know, but it, it plays on the same, the same emotions it doesn't yeah. like you know. It, they're they're not allowed to be. He merely go come and do a bit more. Though they sort of they sort of still manage to get. And even even when they send out a, a thing saying oh, we're very gambling aware and oh, I know, aware, I know. you know that that's just reminding you. You know you'll go to the site and and gamble a bit because they've reminded you the site exists. So you know there there's and you know, obviously like in every human interaction, whether it's financial or emotional, there is an element of you know. Playing your card, playing the cards you're dealt, and working out where your level. Yeah, are. of course. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, and 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 there's people who'll con you in lots of different ways. You know, it's 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 really. I mean, I just think it's such a fascinating subject about humanity, and and you know, you cover it brilliantly, and it does. And to get into the nitty gritty of it, for you to have found to be able to talk to some of the scammers, I think is extraordinary. But to have found out so much about how they operate, their manuals, their kind of secret code words and stuff that they got. Uh, so it's, I, I love the fact that this, you know, this humorous idea and this fun idea, and you know, it's in a way quite a glib, throwaway, silly thing. I'm going to, I'm going to show up this thing that we, you know most of us know is this, this guy's ridiculous. And so let's show how ridiculous he is. I love that it's, it's got this really proper, serious edge to it, while still remaining a, a really funny book. I mean, it's you've got lots of fantastic celebrity endorsements for it. Um, but uh, I'm sure you know, that was that's the strangest thing. I mean, you're you're <laughs> going to have to give me an endorsement. I'm going to uh, this is recorded and I will be is. putting everything that you've said on the on the cover. Um, when I while I was writing the book, um, because it's my first book, I was thinking, oh, this is shit. No one's going to like this. This is horrible. I hate it. I hate everything I've ever done. No one had no one likes me. <laughs> So I had this massive, horrible thing of self-doubt. And still, when it was going through the editing process, oh, God, this is awful. And then I sent it. I was very, very lucky that I had quite a few celebrities follow me on Twitter. So, of course, if somebody follows you, you're able to message them so they couldn't get away. (laughs) So um, I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to be cheeky. And I asked a load of people who followed me whether they would review it. And they all said yes. And then suddenly I thought, shit, all these people that I really like and really admire are going to read my book. And the first person to come back was Jane Fallon, um, who obviously is Ricky Gervais's partner, but she's a best-selling author in her own right. Yeah. And she came back and she loved it. And I thought, oh, but still I was thinking, well she was probably really bored or you know, having an off day or God, maybe she just didn't want to say anything horrible. I mean, she seems really nice. And then Daniel Finkelstein from the times came back and he said, um, he said, this is incredible. It's striking journalism. And I thought, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the other reviews started to come back, 
I thought, God, maybe actually it's all right. Maybe it's quite good. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. It is good. And I think what I like about it is that you still very much come across as yourself. So although that's what that's why it suddenly why you know you're you're very bubbly and happy go lucky and funny and you know and flippant. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and self-mocking and you're not taking yourself too seriously. So for it to, to change into this book that is giving proper insight is, is really, you know, it, it, it's, it's more um, striking, I think, as a res- result of that, having got to know you through the first part of the book and, and the, <laughs> the funniness of it. And then to see you really get interested in this as a, you know, as a normal person rather than yeah. as a journalist. But then, but then it becoming like, wow, this is this is a proper thing I haven't seen explored. And this has made me think about this subject in a way, in a depth that I would never have thought about it, you know, both in both directions about why the people are doing it and why people are, uh, you know, are, are, are susceptible to it. Um, and you know, well, what I'm and, hoping yeah, is so. that people who, um, people who read it, I think people, some people are going to pick it up and think, right, I'm going to read this and I'm going to take the piss out of the people who, you know, get yeah. duped by these scammers. And what I'm hoping is that they'll start off and then as the book goes on, they'll think, oh, maybe there's more to it than yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, just thinking about the reviews, the Telegraph reviewed it. And they gave me three stars. And I was really <laughs> cross because I remember saying to my other half, if they give me one, that's quite funny because yeah. I can do something on social media with that. If they give me five, great. I said, the worst thing they can possibly <laughs> give me is three. And then when I read the review, the reason that they marked it, so they called it an entertaining debut. They said it was an interesting look at this, that and the other. One of the reasons they marked it down is because they said it was written in a vulgar manner akin to Caitlin Moran. Right. I took that as a massive compliment. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely fantastic. I love Caitlin Moran. And then I looked up her book and they gave her two stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there may be there may be some politics going on there <laughs> rather than rather than a fair review. But yeah, I you know it is you know it is vulgar, and I would say that's a great thing. You know, the the, the vulgarity of your responses and of. of you know, I don't think I don't think being vul- uh, but you know, personally speaking, as a vulgar man, I don't think being vulgar is uh, is a bad thing. And I think this, I'm I'm all all for a knob joke. Yeah, maybe. and this and this <laughs> and maybe I've occasionally done one of those. Uh, but you know, I think this subject warrants it as well because it's you know because of the, the you know it's 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 such a it's such an interesting and deep subject and it, you know it, it's it is it's at the heart of humanity. It's it's really um really interesting. Um, you published through Unbound. Uh, which is uh, which is we, we've had a few people on from this, uh, which is obviously oh. pe- people um, uh, donate to, to make the, the the book happen. It would be, I think it would have been good if you'd just got the donations and then not written the book. That, that would have been you that know, would have I been the best book. The ultimate scam it would have been hilarious. <laughs> and then I like, actually sent the book out and it was just blank. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> and people would have learned a lot from that. Yeah. So or just good. have on the front page got you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been amazing but it is a great it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting way of publishing and it's a, and there's so many great books coming out from unbound now as well that it's, it's, it's do you know it's it's hard work uh, the team at unbound are amazing but it's hard work because you crowdfund for the initial what it would cost to make the book yeah because you have to crowdfund for that and it's a fair amount of money it tends to work for people who've got a decent social media following because of course those people will think yes i'll effectively you're pre-ordering yeah um, and that's how the, the money is raised and i think generally they say you should be able to do that within about a year um and mine was done in three weeks right so the appetite was huge. But I think, just like you, I think people think they're getting a different book to what they are. <laughs> so, so many people have said, oh, I can't wait to read this. It's going to be hilarious. This is going to be the funniest book ever. And part of me is thinking, oh, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and the other part of me is thinking, ha, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but I think, you know, you're still, the humour's there through, throughout. Uh, but, yeah, there are some really, all that you, you treat the serious subjects with the, ser- the seriousness that they warrant and need. Uh, and there are, you know, the stories from the, from the, the women who've been scammed are heartbreaking. 
Um, but you know, it's they're they're so simply and uh, and properly told without judgment, and you know, it, it it it's a that's a really delicate line to to tread, and you do that brilliantly. So you know, I think it, I think it, uh, I think it. I, th- I don't think anyone will be disappointed because you still get that. You still get the book that you wanted to get. I think if, if that's what, you, oh, this is just, you know, and you, no one really, what, if they're following you on Twitter, they don't want just a book of just all your Twitter printed out. Well, I don't in think book. that because they could just go back onto Twitter and just <laughs> yeah. scroll through and not pay your tenor for it. So, so, you know, you're giving them more and obviously you're giving them background anyway, even if it was that book. And I have to say, if it was that book, it would still be a perfectly acceptable and fantastic book. But it, <laughs> but it is, but it is, uh, you know, it is more than that. So, you know, it, it's I, I find it very interesting. You're you're very obsessed with Greg Davis. I've put him behind me there. You find me in, uh, throughout. Yes, the book. and do you know, I I did a um, a big interview for the Times recently, and. I need to be careful what I say to people because um, I mentioned Greg Davis when I was talking to this journalist and I said, I would climb that man like a tree. (laughs) And she put it in the article. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) I think Greg gets, uh, I was going to say, you know, I know Greg. And uh, if you give me 250 quid, I can introduce you to him. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Why are we the 250 quid through? There may be some further expenses. Down the line. Oh, he's a bit ill. He's working on an oil rig at the moment, so he can't get over. Yes, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Understood, uh, though. It'll be there. <laughs> I'd said whatever. With the have say that's that was the first time I saw you was the was the on Twitter. That was the one that got retweeted to me, uh, and it was the one where you you're making your way to the oil rig and get shipwrecked. Uh, yes, and send photos. Yeah. It is a fantastic one. So look out for that. But yes, but Greg, it, I think it is Greg's a. You know, he does a lot of uh, people, I have to say. I was going to say women, but I'm sure it's across the board. I don't know if it's just the Taskmaster thing. Um, no, but, no, 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 no. My obsession started on the Inbetweeners. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. My um, my best friend said to me that I have a thing for sneery men. So, because I used to, um, my childhood crush was Rick Mayall. Yes, well, yeah. Um, like, so, of course, you can Mike. imagine on, on Man Down, when there was Rick Mayall and Greg Davis, oh, my God, kept pausing that, just staring at it. Um, Rick Mayall, Alan Rickman was another yeah, one. Right. Um, You're the kiss of Rob, death. I'm, I'm, we'll look out for Greg. I'm worried, I'm worried no, about Greg. Do you know Greg what? The, yeah, there is that. Like, I... A couple of people have said to me, why does everybody that you fancy <laughs> drop dead suddenly? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe warn him. <laughs> He's lasted longer than the others. That is, um, that is true. But, yeah, I, and one of the, the interactions that I loved most, and it is in the books, I know you've seen it, is when this guy pretending to be Liam Neeson video calls me. And a friend of mine had bought me this Greg Davis mask and it's pinned on my fridge. And so this guy video called me and I thought, oh, and I just put the mask on and answered it. And he said, and when he, he cut off the call, he said, why did you have that on your face? And I said, oh, sorry, I didn't realise. And he just went, okay. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, well, look, it's it's worth following you on Twitter. Where you your tell us your your Twitter handle. Uh, it is Becky. death to spinach. Death to spinach. Yeah. Okay. Death to spinach. Which is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, when I <laughs> when I first started this, I had no idea at all that I was going to be doing what I'm doing. So I just picked something which represents my feelings about a particular vegetable, and I just ran with that because it was available. And now, I am the spinach woman. Which yeah. is awful. <laughs> it's just awful. I've, I've seen conversations where people have said, can someone tag me into that spinach woman? Oh, God, that's me. <laughs> I liked in your, you, there's, there's a very funny, again, recent chat with uh, someone called Coke Can Greg, who was. Uh, oh, Greggles. He was, uh, who I think you've had a long correspondence with, but who was, was you know, trying to make allusions to the size of his penis. Uh, it's a very funny thing. Look it up. But my actual favourite thing about it, you, you're, it's quite you're quite crazy. He, he says he's going to he says he's going to deactivate his account because you're being so <laughs> weird. Right, yeah. But then he says, <laughs> "What I love about it is I'm deactivating my account. I'll message you from another account somewhere <laughs> later this month." So he's like, "You've been done this crazy thing, which I'm not going to spoil. Look it all up." 
and then and no one's picked up on that. Just a he says some when this month, which is fun, but just yeah, the I idea that you go, know, I'm going to deactivate my account. Yeah, I'll get. <laughs> I'll get back in touch with you, even though I think yeah. you're a serial killer. It's fine. Don't uh, worry, but... darling. Do you know, I've, Greg and I have been doing this dance for 18 months. <laughs> That's how long it's been going on. Yeah. And the day that he actually, it, this is all done through Instagram. So, but the day that he leaves Instagram or blocks me or something, I'm going to have to dress in black for like a month because yeah. I will be in a period of mourning. <laughs> Do you think there's any chance that he's just someone writing a book about how funny it can be if you pretend to be a scammer and the ridiculous stuff that women will say in return? I would, I would love that. That'd be amazing. I genuinely would. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think that he's going to message me and say, right, this has all been a joke. And I think I, the only response that I will have is, well played, Greg. Well played. <laughs> It, might, it could be Greg Davis. That could be. It could be Coke Can Greg. Could be Greg. No, I like to think that Greg Davis's appendage is uh, much bigger than Coke Can Greg's. Oh, wow. okay. I've, believe me, I've thought about it. <laughs> I have too, and uh, probably, probably had a chance to have a look. Let's face it; everyone has. <laughs> Well, look, uh, you can the book's available everywhere, right? So you can, it, it's cut, it will, it, by the time this is out, it will be out. Uh, so it's called Keanu Reeves is Not in Love with You. Um, and I'd thoroughly recommend it. It's uh, really funny, but also uh, it's actually very important that people read this as well. Uh, and lots of advice about how to avoid scams. Like if people are telling you they're on oil rigs or they're a soldier and they need money, they won't need money because they're looked after by the oil rig or the army. That's the that's the nature of, of those businesses, which I think is very interesting because those are two of the things. Well, pilots who again are wealthy, celebrities. Keanu Reeves doesn't need any money, <laughs> and uh, people Don't who work in oil rigs. Don't say that. Sent him thousands. <laughs> uh, it's great. You, you, you'll love it all. It's 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 really great. Uh, are you a big reader yourself? Is there anything you're reading at the moment you'd like to recommend to? Oh, uh, interesting. I'm halfway through um, a book by Lucy Easthope. Okay. And I wish I could remember what it's called, but she is a ex and she's an expert in when disasters happen. Okay. Um, she is fascinating. <laughs> um, if I could remember what it was called, I would I would oh, recommend enough. it. But if you look her up, yeah, it's great. But I have this habit of oh, and I've just finished. Uh, Big Beacon by Alan Partridge. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got that absolutely, oh my goodness. I absolutely, I was laughing out loud on my own, like a maniac, in my Udi, um, looking like an looking like a crazy person. I was laughing my ass off. Absolutely brilliant. But right. my friend has said the audio book is even better because obviously yeah. it's read by, you know, Steve Coogan pretending to be Alan Partridge. But I have this habit of, I'll read something very serious and horrible. You know? So, you know, somebody's um, experience of being kidnapped by ISIS, I'll read that and I'll get to the end of it and I think, oh my God, that was awful. So then I'll read something really funny yeah. and then I think, oh, that's too lighthearted. What are you doing? <laughs> so then I'll go back to something really awful. Yeah. And I, 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 it's like a, a self-induced emotional roller coaster. <laughs> well, that's, so that's why your book is like it is. So your book yes, is you You got fed up with being funny. Let's be really serious. Yes, Let's exactly. be funny again. Uh, it's it's good. Uh, and what do you, do you have any plans for uh, for another book? Is there like you say? Maybe it feels, I it feels do. like this. Do you? Will it be the Maybe same same area, or will you? Maybe it won't. It? Okay. No, that's uh, to be honest. I am looking into something else. Um, but at the moment, it's just very um, tentative. Uh, I think there's a book in it. Not sure. Maybe I'll tell you when we're not recording. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll look out for it. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for the moment, buy this book. You honestly will not be disappointed. Uh, and uh, really love to meet you, Becky. Keep up the fantastic work on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, oh, I will. If, if you don't want to buy the book, just follow Becky on Twitter, and you get don't most, say that. You get most if you don't of want to buy the book. You'll be blocked. <laughs> Don't try and scam her. I think she. I think she. I don't. If you know, if I was a scammer, I would definitely try and scam you. Because what? Imagine the kudos in the scamming world. You could go back. I I got her. She sent me ten thousand pounds. How did we do it? It would be amazing. Uh, Don't be a scammer. Horrible people. I, I absolutely. Having been conned. 
it was one of the absolute worst experiences of my my life for all the reasons you you say because it's sort of it's about your your yourself is your ego and it's about you know you it, it you've been intruded in it's you know when i i was going to move in with uh, my girlfriend at the time and we ended up breaking up you know as i think as a result but if we'd lived together he may have saved me a terrible relationship but if we'd lived together <laughs> we we might you know we might have made it work so it's it, you're you're absolutely intruding uh, on people's lives and nearly always i think you'd be taking money from, you know, you might think in your mind, oh, I'm taking money from rich people who can afford to get rid of it, but you're not. You're taking everyone, all the money from someone who can't afford to give exactly. it. Exactly. Which was really exactly. my the case with this landlord. But I think it, it pretty much in every case in your book, I think they're taking all the money from someone who doesn't yeah. really have the money. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's an absolutely horrible crime. So stop doing it, scammers. There, you've heard yeah, that. Pack it in. That, that, that should sort it out, Becky. <laughs> yes. They all, they all, right, listen, they all listen to Rallastava. <laughs> right, next, let's tackle war. <laughs> it should stop that as well. We're right, we're right, we're right about everything. Thanks so much for doing this. It's really lovely to eat, to meet you virtually. Um, yes, you're welcome. And uh, I'm just disappointed you're not wearing the Greg Davis mask, but never mind. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. <laughs> I didn't think about this. <laughs> It's a tricky wank, but I would have made. I'd have, I'd have got, I'd have got. <laughs> That's a Greg Davis. Yeah, I was a reference to Greg, Greg Davis on the podcast. Right, thank you very much. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>